This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. This month, Ensiferum will release their new album, The Lassic, via Metal Blade Records. Ensiferum are a true powerhouse when it comes to folk-inspired melodic death metal, something they hammer home more resoutly than ever with The Lassic. Purchase your copy now at metalblade.com slash Once again, guys, The Lassic, the new album from Ensiferum. Purchase your copy at metalblade.com slash It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hello, friends out there. How is y'all? My name is Petter Speich. I am always joined by you. Como estas? My Me? name is... How are you? How are you? My name I is see, Brandon Hahn. And you could follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your buddy Gooch and to my, Amigo Gooch. Uh, fuck off, chinga. It's okay. My name's Jocelyn Sharp. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jocelyn Sharp. That's J O Z A L Y N Sharp, like a sharp knife. And make sure to follow the only person that actually speaks Spanish that does our show. Speech, speech, speech Spanish. Yeah, speaks that actually speaks. She actually she might be speaks. the only one that speaks English and Spanish right now. <laughs> yeah, because we can't do either yeah. right now. And that's yeah, Sylvia all. Alvarado, guys at. It's the Sylvia on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow me, I'm at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend official on the good old Instagram. This week, guys, we got Devin from the Acacia Strain on the show. We are here to talk about the new record, Slow Decay, which is coming out July 24th, guys. Killer album. If you guys have been picking up the seven inches they've been putting out since January, you've heard 10 out of the 12 tracks, so you know it's going to be excellent. So make sure you guys hang in there. That interview is on its way, but before that, Let's talk a little bit about that Metal Sucks news. Get the news at your mouth! Get the facts straight! Don't deliberate or I'll tell you fucking nipples! Get the news at your mouth! My dick is going in! You don't know where it's been! You better not bullshit me! True! True. Anyway, so... <clears throat> If you guys haven't been checking out MetalSucks.net, since this quarantine has been happening, Vince has been doing the quarantine cast where you get a video uh, conversation about what they've been doing during the uh, quarantine. And there's 18 episodes in. They've been fantastic, guys. You can, you can catch Corey Glover from Living Color, Christina from Lacuna Coil, Sven from Aborted, a bunch of great ones, Paolo from Trivium. But this week, episode 18... This was very newsworthy, actually. He got to talk to John Schaefer from Iced Earth. Okay, now, for people I don't know, Matt Barlow is one of my favorite singers of all time. So I am a huge Iced Earth fan, right? The way Iced Earth worked is that in the earlier days, we had Matt Barlow, who was amazing. Then came in Tim Ripper Owens. I kind of stepped a little bit away, but he did a great job. Gettysburg was a fantastic record. Then Matt Barlow came back, and I was like, yeah, but didn't work at all. One of the worst records they put out. Then the mighty Stu Block from Into Eternity joined the band. And it's been it's been uh, great again since. So the the fandom of me from Iced Earth, through all this, I would see interviews of John Schaefer, and I was always scared to listen to them because his opinions are a little intense. Now, I love a guy that shoots straight 
and says however they're thinking. But I don't like a guy who has no facts to back it up. <laughs> so, so John Schaefer, in this interview, at least if you guys check out the quarantine cast, John Schaefer seems to be a little bit of both, right? He seems to be like, I'm going to say it how I see it, which is fair, but I'm not going to give you anything to prove it. So well, facts are subjective. Yes, these days, exactly. Who's loudest? That's the winner. And he was loud. He was too loud. Um, Vince did a fantastic job during the interview. If you guys haven't checked it out, just, you know, but was he letting? Loudest? No, no, no. Then he no. lost. Then he, he lost. He may have lost because you saw John get he a little emotional. Be like, I want to talk about my book. I don't want to talk about this shit. Like he, he did lose his mind a little bit. And Vince just kept his composure, kept going. It was fantastic. He did a great job. But um, here's sometimes a you win when you lose sometimes. Oh, white man can't jump. Sometimes when you lose, you really win. And sometimes when you lose and win, you really tie. Shut up. That was Rosie Perez. Yes, it was. <laughs> no, it, it was an attempt. And it was an attempt wow. at Rosie Perez. Pete's Rosie Perez is spot on. Yeah, and let me tell I you something. It. You know what Rosie Perez... <laughs> Billy Hoyle? Billy Hoyle? You know what you have that's awful that Rosie Perez had that was awesome? What? Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what the audience is really missing out on is that, or the listeners is that they can't see Pete's hand motions I when truly he's doing feel Rosie now, now, that, now, that, now that we're not talking about Josh Shea, we're talking about Rosie Perez's boobs. Yeah, do I the wish, right thing. I, you know I know people I have seen do the right thing out there hopefully you know what i wish is pete had a bit like a hanky in his hand instead of listening to john schaefer's opinions look at rosie perez's boobs there you go thank you there's a lead you the way there's a point north yeah yeah there's a shot and do the right thing where spike lee Mm. obviously rosie perez she she does take her top off and he just has a camera right above her like on a bed just straight on her boobs why wouldn't fills up the whole screen and i'm just like Okay. He did that for every 14 year old with a VCR with a remote. Yeah, yeah. God bless you, Spike Lee. Uh, I wasn't 14 at the time, but I just remember being like, whoa, those are some in your face boobs right there. Hey, same thing happened in White Man Can't Jump. I was like, no, no, get after first, it, off, first off, you saw how tiny and cute and adorable she was in White Man Those, the, the camera was like, those were like mountains. They were huge. They were huge. Yeah. It was a little, it was in, it was intense. Oh, and God yeah, bless her. God, so God we, bless. We gave Ro- you two places to look at Rosie Perez's boobs. Boobs that start with the letter Q. Go. <laughs> <laughs> you think anybody's getting these white men can't no. jump references? Like these they gotta are, be our age. It's one of my all time favorite movies. Only it's, for 40 year olds. It's a great movie. If you guys haven't seen white men can't jump or do the right thing. Go, go, white go, man, go make a weekend. Out of white it. man Trust can't me. jump is a top five movie for me. I love that movie. I actually, bought tickets to Wayne's World and snuck into that Good with my brother you. Hey, you to know watch what? it in the theater. I think when I, I was did. like, ooh, I was young. I was 14 when I saw that movie I in was the 12. theater. Yeah. This, is the, this is what, this, okay, let me just, opt. we'll get back to John no, no, Shaver. Yeah, yeah. Go. White Man Can't Jump was a very important movie for me because for a number of reasons. I was 14 years old, me and my buddy Paul, we went to the movie theater and we were the only, and just to give you an example of what was going on, we were the only two grains of salt with a bunch of pepper. Let's yeah. just look at it that okay. way. Okay. At the end of the movie, Billy Ho dunks the ball. The white dude dunks the ball mm-hmm. and the whole place starts applauding. And I was like, that's how America should be. Uh, Everybody Brandon thinks white man can't every, jump solved racism. It should. <laughs> no, what I'm trying to say is though, is like, that was a movie where it was like, dude, fuck you and your agenda. You know what I mean? You, you're, you're following this individual. He has highs and lows. He dunks that ball. You felt, you felt a connection with somebody and that's what cinema, that's what movies were that's all about, what dude. That's cinema's all it's about. It's bringing people yeah. together, dude. That shit is lost in today's world. Lost. <sighs> when, when, and, and, and you got to understand the human element of when someone 
someone says your mom is an astronaut and someone loses their mind and wants to kill someone, it's the human element. Shut you show, understand. Shut show, anorexic, malnutrition, tapeworm, having bohemian diet, drinking ass up. Damn. When's yeah. the last time you saw that movie? Uh, probably 10 years. Wow. But I saw it like a hundred times, times when yeah, I was a younger yeah. kid, you know? Never seen it. <laughs> Then you're a dumb person. I'm young. No, guys, yeah, everybody. I'm young. If, if you get anything from this I episode. I have my youth. That's what I have. If you get anything from this episode, take the time to watch Whiteman Can't Jump. Yes. That's it. And then if you want to see Rosie Perez's boobs, take the, take time. the time to watch Do the Right Thing. <laughs> but that movie's going to make you feel kind of icky because it's that one really is relevant. But in the middle of all that relevancy, boobs. 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 Thank you. I mean, ties it Rosie all together. Perez's. Boots. All right, now that we got off now John got Schaefer, let's get right back on Back John on Schaefer. to John Schaefer, quarantine cast number 18. Boobs. Here's a couple things that John said, right? Oh, boy. And, and, and if you guys... Come w- back, I want to screw! <laughs> another, another reference. When we're talk- they were talking about the pandemic, he b- this is a quote from him. I believe this is a psychological warfare campaign on the people more than it is a serious pandemic. I think there's a lot more going on that- than meets the eye here. In fact, I know this. You always lose when you say you know something when you aren't even involved in that field whatsoever or know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, does he even own a lab coat? Uh, I don't know if he owns a lab coat, but he is not a I doctor. I am so concerned that you think the first step to being a doctor is buying a lab coat. I'm sh- <laughs> you just got to at least look the part. <laughs> Not go to school. Not, not go to school. Not get into. So degree. if he had a lab coat Dude, during this interview, you'd be like, you'd, you'd be listening more. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, if he had oh, a stethoscope around his neck, I'd be like, this guy knows what he's talking Brandon about. I love how Brandon preaches about what the problem is with the world when it's really people who see a lab coat and yeah, go, ah, oh, well, well, he knows what he's This guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> Tell me, sir. Tell me, sir. Wait a minute. He's got a pen. You can check my anus right now. Tell me if there's something wrong. This guy's got a popsicle stick in his pocket that he uses. Okay, looks like a professional. Uh huh. Continuing, I mean, legitimate doctors and scientists are being banned or censored on YouTube constantly. It's unbelievable levels of fraud. Not saying we don't have a problem, but the human race has faced this kind of thing for millennia. I mean, it just goes on and we don't shut the global economy. The death and unrest out of these decisions is going to be a thousand times worse than the virus. Well, now I might agree with the last well, uh, part of okay, that okay. statement. Uh, I was just, that's why I said, well, it's like, you got You got to always take. And that's the thing. You got to always take what someone's saying. Okay. Dissect the inflection of I know it all because everybody's right these days. Everybody knows it all. Right. And then kind of say like, all right, let me see what I can give you. Right. And like you said, who knows the death and unrest during these decisions can be a thousand times worse. You know what? I believe that. That that hypothesis. That's not me saying that I'm right. No, that hypothesis that you have may be proven down the road, John Schaefer. We'll give you that. Okay. But the fact is, is that he's not he's saying these are all facts without backing it up and that's the great thing is is vince is very much like okay what can we read where did you see this you know because he does attacks uh the major news sources he's and here's a, here's a quote on that he goes you need to disconnect from the mainstream media sources and i'm not saying listen to fox news because in this country it's pepsi or coke you have two choices it's a duopoly on mind control and i don't go for either one of those situations which News for Profit, we talked about many times on this show, right? News for Profit, obviously, is going to have not the best interests of the people all the time. Sometimes the best interests of the 
But you know what else we haven't talked about on this show, though? What? RC Cola. So you have It's options. a triopoly <laughs> if you really think about it. Let me tell you. Let's add in a cactus cooler. If, and, and some gets Fago. If deeper. Pepsi and Coke are lying to you, the truth lies in tap. I tell you. Oh, man. Right? You've been saying that forever, Pete. Yeah. Mr. Pibb will be there for you. Dr. Pepper has an agenda. Thank He's you. a doctor. He's mm-hmm. got a PhD. He's wealthy, upper class. Mr. Pibb, Mr. Pibb blue collar. Mr. Pibb doesn't wear a lab coat and tells you that he's a doctor <laughs> he says he's a mister and that's where he sticks with it no actually he says oh mr pibb's my father you can call me gary <laughs> <laughs> Gary Pibb. <laughs> he's southern he is yeah gary pibb uh, <laughs> the main thing is that he, he he is really upset and riled about is uh he's like saying nobody's gonna forcibly vaccinate me that's the main thing that's the headline All on right. the site challenge if you guys accepted check it john um and he's like, that's my freedom. Nobody's going to do that. Now, as a touring musician, if Ice Earth is huge in Greece, one of my favorite live albums of all time is Alive in Athens, let's just say. Okay. Which is a true story. I love that record. But the point is, he's going to Greece. I thought you were lying for a second. No, I love that okay. record. Thank God. And, and um, Greece is like, hey, John, you can't come out here to do the show unless you vaccinate. Um, that's not on America. That's on Greece. Yes. You're entering their country. You're not their citizen and you're going to go make some money and, and pack a stadium. So he's in essence saying like, I'm not going to do that. Therefore, he can't tour the world. Well, then you're going to say hello to playing in Biloxi again. You know, I mean, it's like, so, what, what are you going to do? This is what's what you null and void your argument when you totally and completely show that you don't have any understanding about how any of this works. You have a very basic understanding about how economies and global medicine works, but you don't under you're like you're in, in the interview. He kept saying I did thousands and thousands hours, thousands and thousands of hours of research. No, you didn't. Hmm. You're full of shit. Thousands and thousands of hours. hours. Yeah, he's got a degree on research. That's a lot. Okay. I, I went to college, and I, I don't know if I did thousands of thousands of hours of research on anything. Yeah, that's I did a lot, lot of little things in order to get those 127 credits and get that stupid diploma. Definitely but, done thousands of hours of research on just Jason Momoa's torso, mm, for sure. You know what? Yeah, Jocelyn knows mm, it up for front sure. and back, front yeah, and back. Yeah, I could draw it from memory. She can, she, if you actually uh, let her take her tongue and draw it <laughs> on a piece of paper, she'd be able to trace Jason Momoa. I wonder if I've listened to thousands and thousands of hours of music. You probably, definitely have. Probably. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. My Your entire whole life. life. Yeah, probably. So how in the world can you can yeah, make that, people, speculate that kind of research against a stuff, pandemic that happened in March? But when people say shit like that, they're not saying it because they did research. No, they're, they're saying, saying I'm right. It. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's the, uh, and that's the thing. And, and I mean, the quarantine cast before that with Corey Glover, the, they, they talked about that image that I think everybody saw where the guy was wearing the MAGA hat on the plane and he had the uh, face mask over his eyes and his mouth open so he can sleep on the plane, like using it as a, uh, you know, so no sunlight will go in. And that is the perfect image of, of the stance effect that we're having out here with this pandemic, not working out, you know, and we all have theories and that's the, that's the thing about uh, our culture is that the, I don't know when being right became the only thing that mattered to people, but I've always been Oh, kind, I, kind it, of a little bit like on the other side of my mind process to be like, well, um, it happened wrong. It happened when the internet happened because is that before, what it is? yeah, because before we're always blaming look, the internet on this. You show. would, but what yeah. I'm saying is, though, is before you would have to actually search for some of these that you would have to go to the library and do your own research. Well, I now I think it's not the research because you have all the research at your fingertips with the internet. I yeah. think it's the fact that but, the fact I don't that think a Dewey Decimal. It, yeah, it's not gonna, about no, research. It's not but, about access to information. It's about the fact that when you're wrong, twenty thousand 
20,000 people can tell you you're wrong and nobody wants to be wrong in front of 20,000 people. That's that, And that's true. But what I'm also saying, though, is but they you're not necessarily they wrong. They can twist your words. Yeah. Every word can be every word and phrase can be twisted to, to and, represent something else. And that's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's like to back up your point, And that's that's what I was getting at. It's like, you know, you have you have a bunch of people that are going to make you dig your heels in and stick to your argument, no matter how wrong it is. That's not going to be number one well, because because it's easy to stand up to thousands of people when you're behind a screen. Yeah, fuck all you guys. It, it's easy to do that, right? But on top of that, though, it's the it's the reading the information, tw- twisting it to meet your agenda. And yep. on top of that, it was also an article that was written with an agenda. So you're going to read this article. You're going to go, oh, this is what I have been believing this whole time. This person also believes the same thing. I must be right. It's funny you said that because I think I talked to Brandon. We were talking about something the other day with Brandon, and I, somebody sent me an article saying of like the the numbers that are rising in the states out here in America were in primarily at the time it was like Florida, Texas, Arizona, California, and then there was this article of illegal immigration being the problem for the rise in our numbers because those are the places where a lot of the illegal immigrants come from. Right? Um, again, I don't know how many people come from Cuba to. Florida. I don't know that stat. For us, you know, on the West Coast, yes, many people would cross the border into Texas. Many people would cross the border into Arizona and California. And so I'm looking for stats, any kind of stats, because I'm like, okay, now you're just jumping on something that people have been talking about, illegal immigration. And now you're saying that it's causing a jump in numbers in a pandemic. So illegal immigrants are are holding our economy back. That's the point of the article. So I looked everywhere for some sort of facts. And in essence, there's nothing. The only facts are, yes, people cross the border at that time. So the hypothesis and the theory of this article, right, could be based on just the thought process and someone put it out there. Well, this could be it. Yeah. Well, now people who have an agenda will run with that and say, that's why illegal immigration is the reason they're jumping in these states. And it's like, but there's no proven facts. There's probably no stats on that across the board. Do you, would you guys disagree? Is there stats that hospitals say this person's illegal and he's got the no. coronavirus? And no. No. But that's the shit that's out there. And now your agenda is met by that. And now, say, three months down the road, something else happens. And this article's out there and it's, it's popularized or whatever that was sent to me. Yeah. Um, now that's a fact. And see, I also now read, it's a fact. I also read <laughs> to an, these kind of people like John. I right? saw an article. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't spend too much time on it, but that said the opposite. Where it's like, which is true that um, the Mexican government is talking about closing their borders because we're bringing coronavirus over there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and isn't that crazy? <laughs> but that's what I'm getting at, dude. It's like, uh, it's, it, so it's like I can understand why I can understand a government blaming us. Um, and I and same thing. This is kind of in essence us blaming another government. But I can understand saying it's not our fault because that's something that's been taught. I, this is another new thing: is is defense mechanism and excuses. There's like point the finger. I, I I don't know this point the finger, fucking society is disgusting and weird to me. It's like no accountability. Just point no. the finger. All the rest it's of my the, life, I live by excuses. Thing. And the yeah. victim thing is such. Being a victim has more power now, even when you're not a victim. You know, and than it ever did before in my life. You know, the suck it up generation is dead, right? And when you have something like this, 
I, I don't need the suck it up generation. I just need honesty. Yeah. I need, I need honesty. So the victims that are true victims, oh, that's don't gone. get, don't get shadowed by these fake victims. Well, and also, it, also we, what we need is just think, just think for two seconds about whatever it is you're reading and your common sense will tell you no matter what it is about coronavirus, it's inaccurate. Do you want to know why it's inaccurate? It's because not every single person on the planet has been tested. No, we don't know who has antibodies. We don't know who doesn't. We don't know how it's transmitted. We have zero information. So stop acting like anything's facts. To back up your point, I, I always love when they go, like, somebody will bring up a stupid stat. They'll go, did you know the average person swallows eight spiders in their lifetime? How the fuck do you know that? I'm like, and then also it's like one person swallowed a hundred and then one person swallowed yes, one. Yes, dude. I'm like, like that's how, how averages work. Yeah, yeah, when you sleep, like, you if just you live swallow in, eight spiders in your if sleep. If you live like, in Peru, you're probably going to eat a bunch of spiders. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are some real facts that we can, uh, as a culture, see. Yeah. You know, like I know that a lot of times people are like, why does Europe, these cer- cer- certain European countries... But the fact countries- that I've heard that oh. fuck thing twice. The spider like, thing? The spider thing. Twi- the fact that I've heard that more than once, way more well, than well, twice, is incredible That's to urban me. legend, though. That's I how they know. work. But, what, this, but that's what I'm saying. The news is now an urban legend to it, some people, dude. Well, when you have to be first yes. and not factual, then yeah, it, it, it's always going to be that way. By the way, I was the it's loudest, just, so it means I won. You, you always you are win on the nev- show. You are always the loudest and you're never I'm, right. I'm winning. Um, I won so hard. <laughs> I think it's so this is funny. John Schaefer in his interview with Vince. <laughs> well, that's what I love about this whole John Schaefer thing. It's always guys like this where you're like, you're the one who's drinking the Kool Aid. You're and, the one, and you're selling it. And on top of that, too, this. But yeah. you got. But I, I trying to put myself in his shoes. It's like I understand why you would white knuckle this argument because he's angry. He doesn't get to perform his art. He doesn't get to get into his routine. Countries are keeping him from making money. I, I get it's it, like, but a lot of like, people have a lot worse situations right. right now. No, I don't feel bad. But, 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 but his what, Kickstarter for his new book, um, Wicked Worlds and Epic Tales, he needed twenty thousand dollars. It's it's over eighty. Yeah, you know. So, so I mean, I mean, he he's uh, just just saying from his Kickstarter alone, if that's what he's doing, he, this guy's going to profit sixty thousand yeah, dollars for crying. the year. My account got this overdrafted twelve dollars. I went and got a job. <laughs> Shut up, John Schaefer. So so my, my, yes. and I don't know how that I Kickstarter hope this job stuff benefits me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the. I'll fucking fight John Schaefer. Shut the up. large point is that, is that I when, got money's on Jaws. When it comes to a lot of the things that we are yelling about and, and asking for, like like this pandemic, that we're all in this together, and a lot of us are. I, I do the majority are doing the right thing. Yeah, I want them to get credit. I'm tired of guys like John Schaefer getting being any the kind focus of credit or the focus. But I, I'll, that's just between me, you know. In order for America to get on the same page as other countries, the the, the change isn't just going to be like do something because I told you to know it's like we don't have universal health care okay because of that my whole life is like if i got a cough i was like fuck that i'm not going to the doctor i can't afford it it's too expensive there might be a lot of americans that have the same mindset as me it's like i don't want to go over there and then and then have to pay 75 dollars and then chase down a bill and do this we have a very different system than other places where other yeah. places is like if you're sick come here right now boom on your way you're still in a waiting room they're not going to take you. you you have where's your insurance where's your card we have a whole different setup right to change that might make this pandemic go a little bit faster, right? But that's not going to change because we aren't that the way our country is set up is is not that way. You know, a lot of people have talked about that. You know, yeah, healthcare forever. But the point is, is that now that we've seen this pandemic happen, a lot of us got to maybe realize that, like, holy shit, you know, these heroes in the medical field are working triple as hard. Because their focus is, is, is A, we got to get paid, B, your life, you know? Yes. And that's something that's not happening in other countries, right? 
So that's something that we as a culture might have to be realize, hey, before we scream about people wearing masks, maybe we should scream about the fact that, hey, our mentality and our culture isn't exactly run to the doctor. It's tough it out for a lot of people, well, a lot I, of Americans. On that point, I think a lot of people need to realize that life isn't fair and it doesn't work out right. And not everything makes sense. People are assholes and they're unreasonable. I work in a low income neighborhood. I see guys with uh, Trump 2022 or whatever shirts and they fucking are using food stamps. You're a hardcore conservative using government programs. Mm. You know, it's like that's who they are. Though. Well, we're, we're all hypocrites, right? Yeah, On some humans. level, but that the, the fact of the matter is, is that humans are hypocrites and then expect the, other people not to be. It's crazy. When you use excuses to justify your hypocrisy, it means that you're not accountable. Yeah. And the accountability is the factor that I keep seeing when it comes to everything in this country. Hey, the cops need to be accountable for this. Uh, the doctors need to be accountable for this. We have to be accountable because we're in a system that's unfair and unjust, you know, um, and a lot of the... I don't even know of a system that is fair and just. Every well, system is fucked. No, we're... Nature is cap- unjust. Capitalism is... It's, 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 it's a got simple its, system. Yeah, exa- it's a system of winners and losers. Yes. That's it. Are you a winner or are you a loser? And whatever... I've been the loudest, so... You know, you've winner. been the loudest, so you're winning. So uh, the point is, is and, and, and a lot of people feel like, well, that's a fucking shitty society to live in, yeah. you know? But the fact is, is that the other societies... You can't be a winner. You're virtually, it's right. impossible. You're in the middle. Yeah. You, you, you're you, always you going to be in there, the middle. You know, yeah. and, and you're always, you're, 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 you're so life is a participation trophy. To steal a, a quote from Max Kellerman from First Take when he was talking about uh, Colin Kaepernick, when Colin Kaepernick said Fidel Castro was a great man. <laughs> right. <laughs> if I may steal that from you, Max Kellerman, he said, capitalism is the least worst proven thing or proven uh, government faction in the world. Everything else has been tried and has been proven to be worse than this. So our problems are our problems, but always realize that we are still as bad as it may get in one of the best cultural, diversive and fair governments in the fucking and world. And also the grass is always greener. And, and I know that disgusts some people that I say that because of the changes that we need, but man, positive change has always been a part As of my life. As a woman who doesn't live in Saudi Arabia, happy to live in America. Yeah, and I'll happy, happy. But that's, yeah. that's another thing. Happy I, I'm not legal property of someone else. Yeah, get your hand off your clitoris. My my wife brought that up. She, she's like, she's like. Still there? <laughs> yeah, what? the whole time. Always, anytime I'm in America, I'm rubbing one out. It's my true patriot. <laughs> but that, my wife brought up the the, wom- the woman thing, and, and I mean, she goes, when Trump got elected, she goes, what does that tell women? Like, yeah. Because he beat a woman. He's like, um, people in this country will have, okay, a black man will never be president. It has been said a million times. She goes, people in this country will elect any man, whether it be Donald Trump, a reality TV show against somebody that's got 40 years of experience in Congress because it's a woman. That's, that's, that's something we don't talk about a lot. But the fact of the matter is, is the fact that we are one of the freest countries that have never elected a woman. It doesn't look like that's happening for a long yeah. time. We, we, we had a black president, you know, which is fantastic. That's a great step forward, but it's a man. Ha- I think it'll happen in the next three or four elections. So, so like, next 30 years. No, 12. If she's hot. I mean, like, if she's hot. Four. She has to be hot. Yeah, if she's three or four, hot. Yeah, three or four elections, so it's going to be what? You're right, 12 years. It's going to be Miley Cyrus. Who yeah, gonna be? Well, there you go. <laughs> which, which, which makes me realize Party that. Party in the USA. It'll be perfect. <laughs> It'll you know? be your campaign song. Yeah, there you go. Miley, get up there. Get it. What's that? Robin Thicke is going to be a running mate. Oh. It'll be fa- it'll be the chance of Kim Kardashian becoming president is probably high. Is, is, is high. Especially with her yeah. going to law school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So 
Yeah, it's, that's what I'm getting at, dude. It's like all it is is a. And, it's like it's been more of a popularity contest than ever before, but now it's a popularity contest with celebrities. It's not. It's the idea that celebrities are are like Donald Trump was a listen, celebrity, listen. and they made him president. If a celebrity, if The Rock becomes president, and he can be a leader. And be a show good leadership, <laughs> de-escalate situations. Don't care. <laughs> give a shit about actual things that are happening. Yeah, you know, right. at least verbally, not 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 actually. First order of business: protein in the water and not flint. not Go. say overtly racist things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. If, if he can, <laughs> if he can Ooh, learn to, to have a personality that shows that for our country, the rock with a personality, get out of here. Hey man, he, I smell what he's cooking. Anyways, I smell the point what he's is, cooking. Um, I think you're a Rudy Pooh candy ass. <laughs> 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 the point is. <laughs> That's the compromise. Hey, you don't need experience, but at least you won't make things worse. Maybe yes. that's the compromise. And and I know America is not into this compromise is that we want to make that hard left. But man, to change, it's not a hard left to go back to a quarantine cast because we've been promoting that. I think Corey Glover said it best. It's a 180 degree turn on everybody's mind. Everything you learned and everything like that to change this culture in America. It's not just like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about it that way. That's not how it works because your life is going to continue the way your life continues. And anything you earned, anything you earned and fought for, you'll never give it up for someone else. Well, and no matter what, that's, at the, that's at the, the end truth. of the day, you wake up and whoever's president is president. And I had to have this conversation with my hardcore liberal grandma is like, you know, if I vote for whoever I vote for to, I vote, you know, it's like throwing your, throw your vote away. That whole concept. It's like not how democracy works. Oops. Democracy only doesn't only work because my person wins. No, it doesn't. It's you, you yeah. do who you do, who you do oh. and you, and you vote for who you want and you support who you do. But you still got to wake the fuck up and put your foot in front of the other and your life isn't over. And us versus them will always sell. It's the greatest thing ever. Old versus young will always sell. Black versus white will always sell. Man versus woman will always sell. So we have to look past that a lot of times to change things. Yeah. Otherwise, we're not going to change, man. You know, and that and that's not, I mean, we'll change slowly and gradually like we have. And which are you I, saying I'm it starts with it. the man in the mirror? No, I'm saying as long as it's a man, I'm I'm (laughs) calling the shots (laughs) for the next 12 years, for sure. 12 years, for God's sakes. In this country, at least. All the other countries are like, no, no, we're good. We're good with it. No, a woman could never run this place. What would we do for the week she was on her period every month? Fuck it. Sorry, China, for the the missile. If you think think people haven't said that. No, people did about Hillary all the time. It was my favorite take from hardcore conservatives are like well what if she has her period first of all she's 70 yeah exactly yeah that's a pretty that's a <laughs> she dry hasn't box had a period since the 90s they've obviously done thousands and thousands of hours of research on women <laughs> yeah, exactly. to let them know at 70 that periods thousands of research <laughs> with that guys i've done 50 years of research in my 40 years on this planet and let me tell you something <laughs> With that, guys, make sure you're checking out the Quarantine Cast. Definitely the episode with John Schaefer. And let's move into my interview. Long chat we did today. Long chat. Let's move into my interview, my friends, with Devin from the Acacia Strain. Everybody, it's it's better. Metal sucks. I got Devin on the phone from the Acacia Strain. We are here to talk about, if you guys don't know, Slow Decay. It's coming out July 24th, guys. Um, let's, uh, I, you know, you guys have put out two records in the last year. So I do want to talk about, uh, it comes in waves as well. So let's start there if we can. Um, you guys yeah. started pretty much this year. It was like the end of last year, December 26th or 27th. I can't remember. 
Um, you guys surprise us all with a, a release. It comes in waves. Um, tell us about the decision to do that as a surprise release. Um, we were kind of at a point where, it's, first off, we were doing the record with our buddy Justin, who owns Closed Casket Activities. And um, we we knew we weren't going to have the same like record push that we would get with you know, our label rise. And we are like, what would be a cool way to do this? Um, and I think when you, when you surprise release something like that, um, as you know, how it is with the metal world, like when you know, something's coming out, you build it up in your head and you have like an expectation of what it's supposed to sound like. And with that record being so different for us, we didn't want people thinking like, Oh, I'm ready for the new Acacia strain record. I'm ready for like all the, the mosh parts and all this. And, then you hear it and you're like, well, this wasn't what I was looking forward to. So when it comes out and surprises you, you don't have time to build that expectation. So you just hear it and you get the raw feeling of what it is. There's no preconceived notion of what you're supposed to hear. That's very true. And I think it, yeah. it and it worked pretty well for us. Um, a lot of people really liked it. And the people that weren't like huge fans of it, I, I saw so many people on first listen we're like, I'm not feeling this. And then a week later, the same people were like, I've listened to it a few times now and I get it. For me, as I, I really first listened, I was like, yes, there's something special here. But I knew I had to give it some patience. And then to me, because the way the song titles, if you guys don't know, there's seven tracks. It's uh, Our Only Sin Was Giving Them Names, I believe is the entire. It, it's like each track is one one word, but it's a sentence. Um, I remember thinking it was just one song in my mind. We split it up specifically so because some people it's like they they can only listen to it in, in parts or they only have so much time and or if you you know we want you know play on liquid metal and stuff like that and they're not it's, it's easier to get them to play a couple minutes than it is to have them play thirty minutes straight um, so we kind of split it up but it is it's one song that's kind of written in different pieces dude it worked like um, sugar did that with like cash uh, 33 if i remember and same deal like if you sit down and you take it all in you get one experience but if you break it down and you listen to the parts you get another experience and i think that worked yeah. really well with this record as well um especially because like for me the the last track i remember it's the longer track on the song but it stands it's like the crescendo part and i i, I explained this to my friend i go it's like a tool song but Acacia Strain did it, so it's different. It's like there's this ups and downs and then this crescendo part, but then the fact that I can just go to track seven and listen to that end part yeah. is, is is really a cool way to do that. So, um, But at this stage, I mean, fans, uh, I, I don't know what they would expect. You guys got to take some chances, some risks, some creative things to make it fresh and lively for yourself. Don't you agree? Yeah, because it's, it's really easy to like if you do something that everyone likes, like, you know, the record Wormwood or Comalich that had like the responses, it's really easy to, to say, okay, well they like that. We have to keep that going. But even if you write something that is like on par with that, people are like, okay, well I already heard this and it doesn't get received as well. And then you then you see bands that kind of start to fall off a little bit. And it's so many bands don't take risks when they should. And it's just, you, you got to try to be creative. And if something is flowing out of you, just like let it happen and don't be like, oh, well, that doesn't sound like the Acacia strain, so we can't write that. Dude, and you nailed it. The fact that you guys have this out there, the next 
let's just say release or whatever like that we don't know what we're going to get and we can get a mixture of a bunch of styles and that makes it more exciting for the fans you're right if, if it's going to be wormwood part four let's just say um and we know what we're going to get we still love it don't get me wrong but it doesn't have that yeah. repeat listen because there's not a lot of new stuff and with Slow Decay, I feel like you guys, uh, one thing that I did want to bring up is that the releasing of this record, also very, very clever the way you guys did it. Um, tell us about the idea to do that. Yeah, and with, with that, it was a similar idea with um, It Comes in Waves. We didn't want to do the exact same thing with it being a surprise release, but we thought, you know, with, with how everything has kind of changed over the past few years with how we consume music, when you put out a record, you have this huge hype train of everyone going, you know, oh, the new record is out on this day, and check it out on this day, and, and you, everyone's worried about their first week sales, so there's all this buildup. Everyone's talking about your record for a week when it comes out, and then it's just like, you know, you do some tours on and everything, but you don't, you're not keeping it in everyone's mind. So we figured if we break this up and release it slowly like we have been, you know, basically two songs a month like in EP form. It gives people something to look forward to and it keeps it fresh in everyone's mind. Like if I listen to the art, you know, the first two songs that came out and then two more songs come out, I'm going to listen to the first two again as well to see how they relate to each other. And it's, it's, I, I think it's, it's been working pretty well for us. We've had, it's, it's stayed staying fresh in everyone's minds as opposed to just being like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. You got the D E C A Y. You got them all out, and like you said, every time people do go back and listen to them in their entirety. Now, are they released in the same sequence that they would be put on the record the way the EPs were released? They're a little different, and we wanted to do that because of how the songs would play together on a record versus how they play together, you know, two next to each other. It's a little different. Um, we thought about doing it the same way, but there's also when the, when the full record comes out, it's not just those songs. There's also a little bit more. Mm. So it's just kind of like fitting everything together in the right way. Also that, you know, hoping that it's people aren't like, okay, well you already released these songs. Why am I going to get this record? So at this point, we're not worried about like actual sales anymore. Cause it's just like, we just want people listening. The streams are what's important right now. As far as like numbers go. And that's an interesting thing you did bring up is that you're right. The streams are what more people are looking at, um, and that affects the business side as well now. Booking, shows, all those things. Do people check the streams now over the record sales that you've noticed from your end? Um, I think I think so. Like You still see the record numbers, but I think you see those when they're like really low because people just have a habit of wanting to tear other people down. Mm. So they say, oh, they only sold 500 records. And you go, okay, but they, they had, you know, a million streams. So there's people are listening. And for me, like I, I still buy music. Like I'll still buy records from bands. Like if my friends put out something, I'm going to buy it. If a band I really, really like put something out, I'm going to buy it, but I'm not buying as much as I used to because there's times where I'm like, like, Oh yeah, I've heard some stuff from them. I'll buy the record. And now I'm like, I can just listen to it immediately instead of like you know ordering something and i have less space now than i ever have so i'm like i don't really have anywhere to put like a vinyl collection at the moment yeah for me uh, i still i'm the same way is that 
uh, part of me sometimes I buy the records now just to support the artist, even when if I if I've heard it and I'm not a huge fan of yeah. it. You know, it's it's one of those things where like the older you get, you you just you want to be like, all right, I loved. For example, like I'm a big fan of Machine Head, right? But I did not love yeah. their last record. I bought it anyway, um, and it came with right. a, a live DVD, so it was well worth the purchase. Trust me, it was like a two and a half hour. It was fantastic. So the point is, it was worth the purchase. But it, my mindset is like, yeah, I just want to support the band, no matter what. And then you're right; it does collect space, and you're kind of like, eh, I don't know if I need this one anymore. But um, yeah, it's it's a tough thing because now it's it's almost like an honor system as fans. Um, when we're purchasing the records, because you're right, in order for us to hear the music, it's not a necessity on any level. So. Yeah, because I, I like to, if I'm buying a record, it's like I like having a like a good packaging and like all that, like mm. things that it's like this is interesting to look at. There's they put time and effort into this, and it's not just like, yeah, here's a jewel case and a book with the lyrics. Like I like actual artwork and. Just you can tell when when there's time put into something versus when it was just like yeah here's the record, like Machine Head like you said putting adding you know live DVD and all that like that's stuff that makes you want to buy something versus just saying oh fuck it I can just stream it. Yeah, and and you're right, dude, and that's something that I, I don't forget. Just so bands hear that is that if you give me a you know a, a cardboard cover with no lyrics and just some notes in it and a CD. Um, which bands do <laughs> like, I, I yeah. remember that for the next time around. I'm like, wait a second, dude. Like, really? Like we didn't <laughs> like, this is, this looks like something somebody made it at home. And I understand budgets and I understand that. But the point is, is that you got to take care of the physical buyers. You got to, uh, you right. know, um, you guys are doing the, the vinyls with each slow decay is being released as seven inch, correct? Yes. Yes. And, um, with that, that's really a cool, like I said, a cool idea and a cool package. A seven inches is, is something that I think that collectors um, love because they, they do run out pretty quickly. Now, um, with the yeah. physical copy, when it's all said and done, tell us about the artwork and tell us about the process that you guys did for that. Um, so we reached out to, we've been working with uh, Angry Blue for a long time, and we love his artwork. It's great, but it was also one of those things where, we didn't want to get stuck in that. Like everyone's expecting all oh, new occasion strain records coming out. It's going to be something with a bird on it. Um, that we've done for the past, you know, five records or whatever. So we were like, okay, let's, let's try to change it up a little bit. Um, and we reached out to a guy, this kid named, I think it's Kalen Stokerman. I may be wrong on that, but, um, he's from Cleveland and, he does all of these paintings and they're fantastic. He's done artwork for um, quite a few bands. Um, I know he did the, the last Lorna Shore and I really like, I like that cause it, uh, he hand paints all of it. So it isn't like just some guys where you see this landscape and you go, Oh, well there's the picture he Photoshopped to turn into album artwork. So we went with, with him and we decided, you know, since we're, we're, calling this record slow decay and we want to do the seven inch thing it'd be cool to do like a full landscape of something that starts off like really you know beautiful and kind of serene looking that everything just slowly turns into dead and decaying wildlife and all that just to kind of it fits the theme it's a little on the nose but it's i think it works and when you when it's all put together you get this big piece of artwork that 
for collectors especially like that's a really cool thing to look at versus just like one little square the artwork that you can see it as the album covers are going and that's something i do like to talk about the, the concept of decay is that human life you you start fresh and then you slowly die so does a lot of things things decay and we're in a in a, a way where we're trying not to decay and then start fresh again as a society yeah do you feel that that's something that can happen overnight or is it going to be a long hard uh, journey for us I think it's going to be a long, hard journey. Thankfully, like the, the silver lining to the whole situation with, you know, the COVID-19 and all that, where every, you know, everyone is home. It's given us more time to focus on important issues. But I think it's also one of those things that needs to be kept in mind that people are going to get exhausted with things pretty quickly. And, especially when stuff starts opening back up, people are going back to work. They're like, well, I have, you know, I have my job to focus on. I have all this to focus on. I don't have time to focus on that. And you have just like the, with, with how our culture is now, like everything gets turned into a meme in a couple months, you're going to be seeing like a bunch of memes like, Oh, remember when we were worried about this? And it's like, Oh, and it's, it's, it's really easy for everyone to care about something and then quickly move on once there's the next thing. And it's it's kind of it's disappointing because there's things that we do need to care about as a society, and it's it's frustrating when you can see like where something is going, and you know like things need to change, but it's not going to happen overnight. But I'm glad people are fighting for change. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that, and I think you're right though. I think that when the emotion is involved, when we feel it. We, we are very focused on it, but as soon as we're distracted away and, and it's not emotionally attached to us there and, and, and it's not, it's not coming from the heart. Now we have to think about it from our head. I think you're right. We put it in the back, you know? Um, yeah. And that's why I, I try to, I try to keep myself like whenever there's something going on, I try to like keep my emotions in check with it so that I don't get, cause it's really easy to like over involve yourself into something like right at the start and then just exhaust yourself and become get to the point where you don't care and like i don't ever want to not care yeah that's you're right when you can use that for anything like a relationship or anything the second you're indifferent that's when it's scary you know what i'm saying that's when you're like "Eh, either way i'm fine no that's when it's yeah i think it's it's important to be able to take take a step back and give yourself some breathing room like take care of your own mental health so that you don't get complacent or just like yeah yeah whatever and yeah, I mean, you're active on social media, you know, on, on Twitter and stuff like that on occasion. So the the truth is, is that um, there is a lot of backlash that I've seen from people, peers, you know, people in our scene um, jumping on kind of certain comments and things like that. Um, do you do you take that into consideration before you do or say anything on social media? Um, I mean, there's yes and no. There are certain things where I'm like. I see something and I'm like, I want to get involved. Like I want to say something, but then I have to think like, is it worth me getting involved and getting dragged into this? Because, you know, you, you say like, you'll say something where you're like, Hey, you're, what you're doing is stupid. And then all of a sudden, you know, the next day you're in, you're getting quoted in the land good articles. You're getting quoted here and there. And I'm like, ah, it, it's, it's one like If there's something I see that's like, I don't agree with, and there's enough other people dealing with it. I'm like, you know what? I don't need to get involved in this. It's not worth the effort for 
my own mental health to like get riled up when other people are doing it, you know, just fine handling it. Yeah. That's, I mean, I'm the same way. I, I'm a very big, I need all the, like for me, I've, at my age, I've learned that the first emotion that always comes out of me is some sort of rage and the words that come behind it. I don't mean fully, you know? Um, so I always try to, I've learned with age. So if I was 20 right now, I would be saying the total opposite. Just so you know, (laughs) you know, I've learned with age that it's best for me as an individual to always listen before responding and kind of take in a lot of things. Uh, and I sometimes feel like by doing that, it seems like people think I'm indifferent, but in actuality, uh, I'm, I just, it, I'm a little slower. It takes me a lot longer to kind of pick up on everything and then be level headed. And that's the thing yeah, that people have to understand. Some people are level headed <laughs> the day something happens. I'm jealous. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm, I'm the same way. Like, cause I want to, if I'm going to have a response to something, I want it to be level headed. I don't want to mm-hmm. come out and with, with a bunch of rage and then all of a sudden it, it ends up taking away from like what needs to be focused on because somebody was having a temper tantrum and it's like, that's not worth my time. Exactly. Uh, and then the focus is on you, you know, because of yeah. the tantrum and you're right. You do take away from the point. And, uh, I see that more and more. And I mean, do you have like kind of a sympathetic, uh, way when you do see somebody like one of the peers or somebody like in the hardcore or even, you know, metal scene that says something a little ignorant trying to make a joke or something like that? Or do you feel like, does that like just cross a line where you're like, I don't want to talk to that guy anymore. It really depends on the, the situation. I think, cause there's times where somebody says something, especially if you know him, like not even because there's, there's times where you, you know, somebody and you're like, I know he wasn't joking when he said that versus like something they might be, might've said gotten taken out of context. And it's somebody who's just trying to tear them down because they can. And it's, it's really kind of a situational basis. There's definitely some stuff where you're like, you know, no matter who says a certain thing, you're like, Nope, I'm not fucking with that guy anymore. But, even then it's like, I don't need to, that doesn't need to be something I have to share with the rest of the world. That should just be like a, you know, Oh, well, I, I don't want to do that. Like one that I'm like, not afraid to, to talk about is the, you know, the Tim Lambesis thing. He did that shit. That's a, that's a guy like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fucking with that. Like th- those kind of situations, hmm. like there's no, I don't see a gray area. I don't like the whole like, Oh, he served his time. It's like, no, he put someone through hell. That's not cool. I'm not going to come out and be like, we're going to beat that guy up or anything like that. Like, you know, you see that kind of shit out there. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just not involved in myself with people like that. Exactly. Indifference. Like we were just talking about. It's funny. Cause we, you know, the guys at metal sucks, my bosses and us on the program, we're like, we're never going to comment or say his name on this show ever again. And of course it's not a big deal that you said it, but the point is, is that, cause that was our stance is like, look, dude, there is no gray area here. You know, he, yeah. he unsuccessfully tried to murder someone and we're going to go sing these songs right now. Like we're, we're buddies. And it's like, no, that was our stance. And I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking back in hindsight and I'm very proud of that stance. You know, I stand by it. And I know listeners of the show are going to be like, well, what you just said, you know, but that's yeah, the thing. And I think, I think the important, like what you said with, uh, you know, we're not going to mention his name. We're not going to do that anymore. That's the best way to deal with that kind of stuff. Like. Yeah. You all you when you when you like actively talk about it and you have this debate with everybody, 
which is why I stay stay quiet on a bunch of that stuff. Is just it's you just draw more attention to it, and instead of like letting them kind of fade into obscurity. Yeah, and like if people don't realize that his name is click you know click click worthy, and the site taking that stance, that's a lot of money they lost. But that's what I'm yep. trying to say. You should respect the fact that they're like you know what we're not going to just write these stories or bash them. We're just going to say, dude, no. There's no coming back from this, and we're walking away. And that's that's that's. I'm I'm really proud of that decision, you know, on that that end from them. And uh, but I'm the same way, and I'm and it's great to be aligned. One thing that I've noticed, like the last couple months, that I hear from a lot of people over and over again is like, oh, I just unfollowed 500 people on social media because they said this or they posted this and they did this and I did all that, and I'm like, wow, because I haven't partaked in that. But I, that scares me a little bit that any opposing viewpoint, because that's all it is, is words on social media, actions. Yeah. Again, I will unfollow someone if their actions are despicable. Don't get me wrong. But um, yeah, but we're taking words pretty intensely right now, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, I see that a lot. Like the whole, like, if you don't agree with this, unfriend me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I want to have friends that have yeah. different viewpoints from my own. I, and like, even if it's something like I'm kind of opposed to, I might not, you know view as like a friend so much if we're like that that different from each other i guess but i i see it as like i don't want to block block those words off like they don't exist by unfollowing you like i i want to see that stuff and be like oh well there's actually a lot of people that think this way and i think it's important to see those view, viewpoints you don't agree with so that you if you end up in some sort of a debate or something like that you 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 know the other side and you're not like you know, oh well, they don't they don't think this way, so they're they're this or they're that, and it's I I just don't like that no. kind of it 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 just it leads it leads people to get stuck in an echo chamber where they think they're always right, and when everybody thinks that they're always right all the time, then there's there's no way to progress forward, no way to like improve our society. Really well said. Now that's exactly it. I've always stated that the opposition, even though a lot of times upset me, there's some truth yeah. to their argument. Unfortunately, there's some truth in there, and there's a compromise. Even as a musician, as a creator, you know, you know that you have to compromise in order to create to get somewhere. There, there's, there's a, there's a medium ground where you're going to write something, and somebody else is going to say, "I don't like that." All right, let's get to the same page. You know, and that's. Yeah, because if, if if as a band, like if we were like, this is the these are all the things that we believe, and anybody that doesn't believe this stuff, we we won't play with them anymore. We won't do this. It's like then who are you going to tour with? Because every everyone has different opinions on different things, and it's like you can't just shut people out of your life because they're they don't their views don't align one hundred percent. Like there's, I mean, and don't get me wrong, there's definitely some stuff that people there's people that believe certain things that i'm just like nope i don't fuck with you like if you're you know racist yeah i don't want to associate with you i don't i don't care what you have to say you've thrown any credibility you have out the window by those viewpoints but for like just normal things i'm like ah why why do i care if they they think a little differently yeah the death rattle of racism just keeps rattling i'm like will this just end already you know like in my mind i'm like i just felt like it was we're going away and away and it yeah, I mean that's like I said, it's just a topic that it's upsetting to to even believe verbally. People still have that mindset, you know. Um, oh yeah, and it's, it's insane it, to me. It's like, dude, where 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 have you guys been? Just like, I mean, you go back a couple of years. Like, this is where I, I stay positive. You go back a couple of years when people were debating gay marriage. 
you know, who's debating that now? Honestly, it's like, no, finally, like whatever viewpoint you had, it's gone. Um, or you're like, there's a very, very small voice because it made no sense. There was no backing, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, and I feel like we've reached that point as well a long time ago, honestly, but we still have that conversation, unfortunately. Um, Dude, but that that's a great point. And that's, I mean, you just said, who would you tour with? But even look at bands. Like, we can talk about System of a Down real quick, how you have two members with completely opposing viewpoints in the media, at least, because I don't want to say we know them personally. And they're still right. in a band. They're still going to tour together. I mean, they're not writing music. Yeah. But, and, you know, they're, they're still touring. And that's, that's right. the way life and, should and be. That's, yeah. And I, I, I think that, granted, everyone in our band that we have pretty much the same or similar views on just about everything. And it makes life a little bit easier, but it's not like one of those things where if any of us, like we, we wouldn't like cut somebody out of the band because it's like, Oh, well actually, you know, this member thinks this a little bit differently than us. Like, I, I just think that's weird to like cut people out like that. Um, I, I think that, the stuff, you know, the, the, the latest headline with what he said about, you know, whatever, I think that's kind of dumb, but I, 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 I mean, if that's his opinion whatever. I don't disagree at all. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, we're talking about the drummer <laughs> from system of a down's latest headline. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I believe it was something to do with the, uh, Trump's the greatest president to minorities. I'm, I'm, I'm semi quoting. So if that's wrong, I'm sorry, but that's the headline I remember. Is that, is that what you remember too? Yeah. That's the headline. Yeah. So I saw I mean, that and I, I, I saw some kind of funny, because you know when I see something like that, I try to look for like who's oh somebody you know where, where's where's the humor in this? Because I think humor is just very important in like <sighs> keeping your sanity with all this stuff. You're right. You got to look, and that's the one thing that I will not bash uh, memes in the internet. There's always something that you can find. Um, I remember during the the coronavirus, and then obviously the George Floyd tragedy happened, and I remember seeing like a, a Twitter meme, or maybe it was an Instagram. I don't remember, but somebody was like coronavirus was up 28-3 in the fourth quarter and then boom racism wins and I was like oh like and it made me like just like laugh because I'm like oh god we did go backwards you know like in this uh right. in this time frame but you're right it's like if there's a way to present it without forcing an opinion on someone I think it's uh it's definitely funny man so that's uh yeah and it's just go ahead oh Sorry. no you're good you're good yeah I was just going to say, like, with you know, the the memes and everything, it's really important to keep a, a light head, and it, it kind of helps you, in a way, like, not totally give up on something. Like, I, I feel like we kind of, the media has pushed out coronavirus now, mm-hmm. and it's it's didn't didn't go away. It's still a problem. There's still, still people getting sick, and it's like I'm I'm worried with about what's going to happen in a, in, the, in a few weeks as far as like new cases and all that stuff. And just I, I wish the media would be able to. Obviously, like what's going on right now is incredibly important, and there's things that need to be addressed. But I think it, they should also not have. It's like they just gave up on talking about coronavirus, and it's both things are happening at the same time, and it's really just a dangerous time in society. When when media is for profit, my friend, they chase the ratings. And that, oh yeah, that I is know. that is such a damaging thing to be aware of, and that's what I I think that's where mentally I get hurt the most, and I'm like, okay, 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 I'm I'm still over here, you know, but now we're chasing this, and this is important too, but like 
like I said, if, if it was about the importance of, of mankind and, and health and, and everything, then you would get some equal coverage. But you're right. They just dropped one and moved on to the yeah, next because like, of the ratings. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like I, live in, I live in the Bay Area, and it's still like we're still locked down. Other places in the country are opening up, and it's like we're, you know. Yeah. There's still a bunch, unless it's an essential business, it's not open. Like I can't go and I can't go to the mall or do anything, which is, you know, not a, not a huge deal. I'm not one of those people. It's like, you need to reopen. I need a haircut. But it's like, they're, they're not talking about that kind of stuff anymore. And it's like, they should be talking about everything because there's people that are out there fighting for an incredibly important cause who are, at, at, at risk and it, granted like i i think that what they're fighting for right now is is like worth the risk but i just wish that there was more talking about like the risk these people are putting themselves at to like fight for civil rights and things that are very important like there's a there's a deadly virus going out my my girlfriend tested positive not you know a couple like a month and a half ago and we had to go and quarantine ourselves in a hotel room. So our roommates wouldn't get sick. And thankfully neither of us had, had symptoms at all, but it's like, it's all over the place and never know like what's going to happen. Like my uncle ended up in the hospital. He almost died. And it, the thing didn't, it didn't go away. It's like, we have that to deal with as well as fighting racism. And like both things are important. When the news is over it, it doesn't mean it's over. And that's yeah. something that that's what I always when I always bring up on the show, the silent majority is like, that's something that we're aware of. We still have to protect ourselves and not look for answers through, you know, like I said, it's it's for profit, you know, um, for the news channels. And unfortunately, they give us enough information for us to know what's going on, but they they never they don't need to give us an ending. They just need to give us a beginning, a middle and then whatever sells the next thing we, we got to figure out. So we're, we're, we as a culture have to give us ourselves an ending. But I'm going to say something positive. Um, when you brought up like the heroes and all that stuff of the medical workers, any time in, in the history of me being an American, um, whether it be nine 11 or any kind of tragedy or anything like that, um, the shooting that happened out here, I'm in Las Vegas, you know, um, all that stuff. Uh, yeah. what always ends up happening is that whoever's got a job, you know, and whoever's taken that oath to be a hero, they show up. And they take care of us in this country. Um, always, you know, obviously. Yeah. And that's something that I, I think we, we shouldn't just look at the medical profession right now as heroes, as they're doing with the coronavirus. We should look at as as American culture when needed as heroes, you know, and that's yeah. across the, the thing. And that's that's just something that I, I've come to terms with to be like, look, there's so many people that risk their lives for other people anytime it's needed when they have the yeah. knowledge, the know-how, and they work in a profession. That makes us special, and that makes this country great in my mind. You know, I know you're not allowed to say yeah. America's great right now because of whatever the, the dude in office, but the well, point I is, think, I think you know that, I mean. yeah. I think that with, with that, too, like you can, you can be patriotic and say, like, I love my country, and also at the, that doesn't mean that you approve of anything the government is doing. You can say, I love, I love where I live. I hate everything my government is doing. I think they're all morons doing very horrible things and the, the thing and, is is that is that true though right now i feel like if i if i say anything patriotic i'm shitting on everybody else's cause and that's my maybe that's just a mental thing that happened yeah. to me you know because of the slogans and things like that but 
I mean, again, oh, yeah, definitely. We, we go back full circle. If I say, yeah, I love my country, I think everybody's going to be like, you're an asshole because your country's a mess right now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, but. I, 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 that's why I think it's important to have that asterisk there. Like, yeah. if you're going to say you love your country, right, it, it's probably safest to say, I love my country because of this. I don't support this, 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 and this. Yeah. Because people will take people take messages wrong, but with with the heroes, I think beyond medical workers, you have people that are putting their 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 health at risk to go out and protest like all the injustices that are going on in our country, and they're putting everyone else's rights like above their own safety and health, and they're willing to go out there and get you know pepper sprayed and tear gas and all that stuff. And I think that it's really important. Like if they're willing to to put themselves at that risk. Like, everyone should at the very least listen to what they have to say because no one's, you're not going to put yourself at that kind of risk for no reason. Exactly. And that's for, that's for a positive change. People are getting police records for a positive change right now. And yeah, I don't know if, if you guys have ever, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in a position where I hire people. And if you ask somebody, have you been arrested? And the answer is, um, you know, yes. Doesn't mean you won't get hired, but you never want to say that in an interview. People are doing that right now. You know, like they're right. like, they're you risking the future, and that's that's a hero. You know, yeah, and especially now with with how many people are unemployed mm-hmm. and how many people aren't aren't going to have jobs to go back to once things open up, because not every business is going to be able to open up. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot of people over. now. Are, are, a lot of people now are going to have to put yes, I've been arrested, mm-hmm. and, and that's just another thing you have to explain on in your interview. And it's like, do you want to do that? And like it's. these people it's like it's good for them to like not if that's not even a thought in their head and like i respect that so much Uh, that uh, they're just putting their livelihood at risk yeah they really are and that's what people got to understand is that like if if you go to a business and you're qualified and you should get that job and then you have to bring your political whatever thought process in there when you're like yes i was arrested for this good cause and they have a different one whoever's interviewing you yeah you've your cause is going to stay with you throughout you, your success as a, as a human being. And this is capitalism, people. We live in a capitalist society, you know. And Yep, and it's, we're, we're living in a late-stage capitalistic society where yeah. it's, it's starting to crack real bad and everyone's finally seeing it for what it is. Yeah, and then, and then I'm also, on the flip side, just so you know, I'm not somebody that thinks, if you can show me when a government was overthrown and an uncorruptible leader or a better situation happened in history— Show it to me. I've never seen it, okay? So I'm not promoting anything right. like that. Change with what we got is what's always been the promote. Like, we, we've got a lot of things that are great here, okay? We're not trying to overthrow or some crazy thing. That's another thing is, like, you always got to remember, like, we're not talking extremes. We're always talking gray. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, well, that's, and yeah. That's, that's the thing is, like, you see, you see this stuff, like, I saw something where there, um like Fox News or somebody was saying, like, oh, they want to, these movements, they want to defund the police. And yeah. it's like, well, okay, well, if you actually, if you look into that, what they actually mean by that is they want you, they want cities to start investing money that would go to the police force because the police are overworked when there's a mental health issue with somebody or somebody's addicted to drugs, they just send the cops. And they could be sending drug counselors, they could be sending mental health workers. They, they Any of these people are drastically underfunded. We could be investing money in that and helping society as a whole instead of just saying anyone that does this deserves to be in prison. Completely right. And you're right. The message is being extremely switched to the other side, but like cop culture, okay? 
it's changed yeah. in the last 30 years. I, I will stand by that. It's, it's changed and lawsuits have happened and all those things. But cop culture is so still so far from where it should be. Um, when oh, I was absolutely when I was a teenager, we had guns pulled on us by cops. I was 15 years old and I was scared shitless. Thank God. You know, and a lot of us have that story of someone overreacting because they have power to people that are weak. There is oh, yeah. something in cop culture that's being taught to be like, that's the quickest way to resolve a situation. And it works. But the point is, is that when it doesn't work, it goes so wrong. Like, that's what we keep seeing. Oh, yeah. And it's like, that's not okay. And exactly. And so I am pro like I said, I'm not going to say anything bad about police. That job is hard. It's a thankless job. I get it. But, man, the culture is all and, people are asking to change. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you, any any profession where you, people are given power, it's mm-hmm. unfortunately typical that people will end up abusing that power. Yeah. Not everyone, but enough that it makes it makes problems. And I think this, when you have – a career career field like that that is so overworked where they're expected to handle everything, you know, besides their normal, like pulling people over for tickets and speeding and violence and stuff like that. But when you're expected to, to handle people that have mental health problems and drug addicts and people that are struggling and you're expected to do all that, like you overwork people that are put in power and they're just quick to jump to that abuse of power. Absolutely, man. And I, it goes back to, um, I, I got to interview Ice-T, and he said that one of the things that he noticed most in Los Angeles when he was growing up is that the cops, they patrolled in cars, and they don't walk the streets, so they didn't know the citizens. And, and that was something yeah. that was a big separation. I remember, um, because he did that song, Colors, I went and watched the movie Colors with, uh, it's an older movie, it's like 1987. With, yeah, yeah. You've seen it with Robert Duvall and Sean Penn? And, yeah. um, and the character of Sean Penn's like a new guy and he's grabbing kids and that are spray painting the wall, spray painting him in the face. And Robert Duvall is just like, no, 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 just, you know, you have to look away and you have to teach them differently. And, and he's kind of got the education because yeah, he's in the streets. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's, a, that's an issue we still have where you have, um, police that are not from the areas that they're patrolling. And mm. it's hard to have that sense of community where you like, where I'm from, I'm originally from Ohio and Columbus, Ohio. And right now there's like a petition going around to, for the, their police chief to step down. He's from a, a rural town, like an hour outside of the city. Like you don't have a sense of community with these people. You know, if you pull somebody over, like you might go like, Oh, that's Tom that lives down the street from me. And that person isn't worried because they know you, you know, them. And you're, you're going into that with like, this is my neighbor and not just like, this is what's this criminal up to He's being suspicious. And I, I, I think that that's so important that if you're, if you're going to have law enforcement, they need to be like part of the community that they're patrolling. And it's, it's like sad to see that a lot of times they're not mm-hmm. because it's so easy for you to go like, you know, you're from some farm town in the middle of nowhere and you're now you're in the city and you're just, you're viewing it as look at all these criminals and these people, cause they're all different from you and you're, you're patrolling in your car. You're not on foot. You're not talking to people. And it's like, it's, it seems like such an easy thing to fix and it's just not happening. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I just brought up a, a bad cop situation. I had another cop situation where a friend of mine, she was drinking and she got pulled over for a DUI. The cop that got her was someone that she went to high school with. And this was a long time yeah. ago. It was a, you know, a, 
a, just a girlfriend or whatever. And, and he's like, he had, he called me and said, Hey, can you come pick her up? And he sat there and I went and picked her up. And obviously she broke the law and obviously she was a college student at the time. And he knew that it would really affect her life and her parents, but he knew her, you know, and yeah. let her get away with it. You know? And I, I know people are like, that's such crap. And I'm like, you know what? He stopped it. He prevented a crime from happening. He called me. He did the right thing. And that's not something that you see from a police force. It's just grab them, yeah, throw them away. And I looked back on that like, oh, she just got away because she was, you know, lucky. And, 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 and when, real, when realistically, everybody should be given those same opportunities. Yes. And that's exactly Co- right. Course correct. Yeah. Course Instead of being given the option to course correct you, it's like, no, we're, we're going to lock you up. Yeah. You did something that we that is bad. Exactly, dude. So, dude, I got to tell you, man, we, we it was it, this was great. I want everybody one more time. I, I completely I was supposed to stop at 30 to 45 and I went past it. So I'm, I do apologize for that. But uh, it was it was a fun conversation. I just want to bring up one more time, guys. Slow Decay it is out July 24th. Make sure you guys are picking it up. Fantastic. Right now, guys, you can pick up the EPs. And then, but make sure when that final album comes in, you get the sequencing the way they wanted it. You get all that stuff. It's it's a great, great record. Like everything you guys have been done, and make sure you guys do if you haven't check out. It comes in waves. It's only about six or seven months old, guys. Fantastic record you guys did. Two records for us fans from the Acacia Strain. So I want to thank you and all the boys for that as a fan, and uh, also Devin. I want to thank you so much, dude, for calling into the to the Metal Sucks podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I had a great time.
Sucks Podcast.
the Metal Sucks Podcast.
All right, guys, and we are back. First song you heard is off the latest record from the Acacia Strain, Slow Decay. It's coming out July 21st. That song is called Solace and Serenity. Second song off the same record. That one is called Seeing God. It's featuring Aaron Hurd from Jesus Peace. Make sure you guys are pre-ordering, checking out this album. Great album. If you guys haven't, check out all the physical copies that come with it. I'm talking about the seven inches and all that that they slowly put out there. And also make sure you're checking out the record they put out in December. It only comes in waves. Another fantastic two albums you got from the Acacia Strain. Not Third. thousands of thousands of hours, just maybe an hour and a half of music. It is about an hour and a half, maybe a little bit more. Uh, and third song you guys heard, Imperial Triumphant is the name of the band. That song is called Rotted Futures, and their new album, Alphaville, is coming out July 31st. Definitely think you guys should check out that album, check out this band. With that, I want to thank everybody out there. Everybody, for the five-star reviews, we keep getting on the good old iTunes. You guys are the fucking best. No need to swear. (laughs) Best. Or to auto-tune yourself. No need to swear. You are the best. The best. And make sure you're checking out our other podcast, our documentary podcast, Rise to Offend. Uh, We did a two-hour episode on the band that me and uh, Devin talked about, breaking down everything. That went down with uh, Mr. Tim there. So make sure if you guys want to hear the full story about that situation, you check out our podcast. Just search by his band name, Rise to Offend the name of the podcast. We're proud of that episode, and we felt we, uh, we did it justice. Where actions need to match words, guys. So until next week, my friends. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.